Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Run on Scuffs. I am your host, Justin. Oh, no, no, no. I'm Zachary Bell. Uh, as you probably, if some of you saw our little technical glitch earlier, Justin is not here. He has a lot going on in his personal life, and we are, of course, sending thoughts, prayers, and good vibes. So Justin left me to step in and host, so if this is terrible, obviously it's Justin's fault for not being here. If this is the best episode of Run on Scuffs, it's because I'm in charge, but I am not alone. Uh, thankfully, of course, I am joined by a wonderful co-pilot here and our good friend, Dan the Man Foster. Dan, how are you? I'm good, bud. What's going on? How, how's uh, how Texas treating you? Uh, Texas is the place I always want to be, right? That's right. Every time, uh, every time George Strait sees. <laughs> that's right, Ryan. Listen here. Uh, let me see. There we go. Oh, no. Producer error, everybody. Listen, Justin makes this look so seamless. Um, So I'll probably stop giving him mess about it. But (laughs) anyways, Dan, let's go ahead and uh, dive in to uh, some auto club action. Huh? How do you think? How do you feel about that, Dan? I'm good. It was a good it was a good weekend for racing. Um, Well, Sunday was a good day for racing. Saturday is a little wet, a little snowy. But hey, every day can't be sunshine. Right, uh, sunshiny California, who right? But uh, I will say, um, kudos to NASCAR for and the track people at Auto Club. I know a lot of drivers are worried about weepers, um, which is basically a racetrack crying out water at holds, right? Um, but kudos to the track prep crew for for being able to to have that track as ready and race con- as race ready as possible. And it didn't seem like anybody had. Uh, any issues with that, right? Uh, I didn't hear anything really. No, I mean honestly, most of the drivers were actually praising how well how well it did um, for the amount of rain that they got this past week and in in even Saturday. Um, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Reddick particularly that I saw that was commending them and and how well it was for them to be able to drive both races because he did the Xfinity race as well. That's right, Reddick. Uh, a less than ideal weekend. I mean, uh, you know. For a California kid, especially, I don't think that's the way he wants to leave the two mile track and everything. But uh, he had a dominant performance in 2021 and uh, in a certain car that also showed up in 2022. But we will talk about that in a minute. Uh, Dan, are you ready to go ahead and get into some of our scuff stories? Absolutely. Let's go. Let's see. All right, so our first scuff story is uh, is NASCAR sells off most of the land around Auto Club, leaving only 89 acres to, to remain for the racetrack. Uh, Dan, do you have any thoughts on uh, on what this means for the short track overall? Or, I, I mean, at, at this point, they're committed. Um, I was I was hoping they were a little hesitant and wouldn't wouldn't just kind of go ahead and jump both feet in. Um, but I feel like this is, this is them showing, no, they're committed to doing this, making the short track in California. Um, I, I enjoy short track racing, but after the races this past Sunday, I don't know if I can argue that this was a good move long-term. We'll see. Um, but I, I mean, I could have thought of a couple other tracks. I would have turned into a short track before auto club, but, I mean, you know what though? 
I'll say this right. They're they're kind of at they're near they're within like I think probably two or three years of the uh, end of the line of the surface, right? Yeah. It was gonna be due for a repave anyways, and I mean even if they keep it as is as this flat two mile oval, it's it's not gonna produce great racing early on in the repave. Most most repaves don't. Um circa like literally almost any repave that's like two thousand pretty much. So I I I get it. I, I'm honestly really quite concerned that they might just sell off the rest of these 89 acres. You know, like they're just kind of, they're trying to, like NASCAR's been dragging their feet on it. They said 2020 was the last race on the big, on the oval. Uh, tw- and then 2021, we obviously didn't go with California's restrictions and pandemic concerns. In 2022, was supposed to be the last one. Now in 2023, definitively, this is the last one on the two mile oval, no matter what happens to the future of Auto Club. Simply because there is no other like plan, right? Like part of the racetrack already got sold. So, yeah, and I know they're gonna like part of the agreement to sell. They're gonna lease some of that property back for parking for the for the upcoming races. Um, once the 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 reconfiguration, the repave, whatever you want to call it's done. Um, how much is what's left of that eighty nine acres? Are they gonna continue to keep? Are they going to also possibly try to do a lease program with that as far as to lease for parking or what for future races? I don't know. Um, I mean, I just, I feel at this point, it's pretty much a done deal. Um, Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with that uh, there, Zach, my buddy, Zach. Um, But I I just, unfortunately, you know, they've already made that decision. It's, it's, it's kind of a mute point at this point. Um, But I, like like you said, I don't know what they're gonna do with the other eighty nine acres. Are they gonna keep all? I mean, they don't need eighty nine acres for a what two thirds mile track. I think is what they're gonna end up making it. Like yeah, they how much, how much land do you actually need for two thirds track? I feel like on the piece of property I have here, which is nowhere near ten acres, I feel like I could do a two thirds track. Yeah, I don't think anything's. I, I think it's about the facility around the track that's gonna take up more of the eighty nine acres than the actual track itself, right? And everything, but I, I imagine that they could easily get the track in if they wanted to, and they could even like you know lease parking and, and sell it and everything, um, to to make to make extra to to make ends meet for parking and have a good situation. But I will say, like, I mean, they got offered like five hundred and forty-four million dollars or something. Like, uh, that's not an offer that NASCAR can just you know take away, right? And yeah. uh, Ryan's making a good point here. You know the new car made the race better. It's back to back years of excellent racing, right? I mean, I know that when we got to our Scuffy Awards, right? Auto Club was not really, I don't believe, was an option, but uh, it really should have been. It was a fantastic race last year, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a tone. It was a tone setter for the next gen car, and um, really, like I, I, I think, you know, it's funny, right? NASCAR wants to as a series have great short track and, and road course racing and super speedway racing right now and and their best product is on the intermediate tracks most weekends yeah. um and and this is the exact issue they have with the last package which it was terrible intermediates but it was great on the short tracks and, and good road course racing and great great super speedway racing out of the gen 6 car so you know this this is typical nascar right just like uh NASCAR only goes to California three times a year, and one of the times, of course, it's going to snow, right? Yeah. And 
or uh, NASCAR, you know, tries to build a car for a sport that's being more and more centered around road courses and short tracks. And what is it the best intermediate car maybe we've ever had? So go figure for NASCAR, you know. Yeah. Car the cars zig and zag in the opposite direction of the sport, and it just tugs the fan base in entirely different directions, which is why the sport I think has such a hard time with its identity at times. But anyways, uh, another little segment that popped up here, John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter Nema Truck is back, everybody, returning to the truck series for uh, Tricon Garage. He's going to drive the number 17 at Las Vegas and Atlanta. Taylor Gray is, uh, has not turned 18 yet, so he does have a waiver if he can make the playoffs, but he is not in yet. And uh, not to mention that John Hunter Nemechek, or Nema Truck, going to be facing the boss man twice this weekend, the former boss man. Kyle Busch pulling triple duty at Las Vegas. Uh, pretty typical business for Rowdy here. Coming off a fantastic weekend at Auto Club, Fontana, whatever you want to call it. Dan, uh, what do you think about uh, John Hunter going back down, running a couple extra truck races, and uh, Kyle Busch trying to go for his patented uh, weekend sweep? Um, I've always been a fan. Well, first I was a fan of Joe Nemechek, John Hunter's dad. Uh, I was always a fan of him. He's from the, the state of Florida. So any Florida person, anytime they're in a race, I always try to root for them. Um, even Eric Amarola, even though he drives a Ford. But hey, you know. Um, but no, I, I'm excited to see him step back down to the truck series. Um, he's always done a great job in a competitive truck. And I, I feel like Tricon, has, they're kind of like the, the headliner for the Toyota camp now. Uh, I feel like that's going to be what that team is, and he's going to be the kind of the headline and the top team for Toyota uh, this weekend. Uh, he has great experience at the track. Uh, he's run Xfinity there before, uh, Cup as well. So, I mean, there's been plenty of uh, um, opportunities there for him as far as to to kind of get his, 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 his feel of, of the track itself. So I'm eager to see that. Um, honestly, I'll – I did not like Kyle Busch when he first really hit the Cup Series. I was never really a fan of him. I don't know why, um, but I just was never a fan. But now it's like the past couple years have kind of mellowed out with him. Maybe it's the, the social media um, uh, presence that he has with him and his wife. Um, but uh, I feel like it is exciting now for me to watch Kyle Busch. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's almost, I guess, more of a realization of – when you get to see greatness in front of you and realize how great that, that, that person or that talent really is. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm always excited to see Kyle Busch on track, whether it's Xfinity truck or cup. Um, I kind of do wish he would have kept with the whole, once I get to the, the uh, hundred wins at Xfinity, I'll retire. But at the same time, it's like, man, <coughs> if that's what you're born to do, that's what you want to do. Like you want to go out and race a car and I can't fault the man for that. So um, I, I do see him, winning two of the three races, um, but I don't see him winning Xfinity personally. Wow. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry, y'all. I will say I don't think he would have run this Xfinity car this weekend if not for the uh, the issues with the Colic 10. That's what he's driving, right? The same car yeah. that Austin Dillon drove last weekend. You know, if, uh, if Gold Landon Castle had the funding and locked up that 10 car, then we wouldn't be talking about this, I don't think. Agreed. Um, I think this is Kyle Busch doing Chevrolet and doing uh, the RCR satellite, you know, team, uh, uh, you know, like a bonus, right? 
as for John Hunter, um, I'm really excited to see him in the Tricon truck. You said it like Tricon's kind of the face of Toyota now, but like with with uh, you know Thor Sport not really being there anymore. Uh, I mean, it's really just Hattori Hallmar and and Tricon now, right? And and it's gonna be like a really good benchmark to see someone like John Hunter in the Tricon trucks as to like how good they actually are. Because we know John Hunter is great, right? I mean, he was fantastic at KBM and everything. So I, w- I would imagine that that John Hunter uh, is a good benchmark here for the program and can honestly give us some good inside inside into expectations for Corey Heim this year. Yeah, because I'm I have a lot of questions with Toyota as a whole because I don't think I mean David Gillen was the premier Ford team last year, and that's what Tricon Garage is, right? Uh, and it's irrelevant, right? They were largely irrelevant most of last season, didn't make the playoffs, you know. So I'd imagine that the John Hunter is a good benchmark. As for, as for Kyle Busch, I've said it before on the show, I'm always a proponent of Kyle Busch running lower series races. Um, if they want him there, then he should be there. If they don't want him there, then he shouldn't be there. If the drivers want it, then I really don't care, you know. I mean, here's the thing. If, uh, if they're going to... If Kyle Busch is going to come and stink up the joint and make a bad TV product, that's not that's that's fine, right? Like I'll sacrifice a bad Xfinity race for uh, for some good uh, driver development to pay off in the long run, and that's what this is. Everybody learns from Kyle Busch, and and, and when someone slays the beast, you know, whether whether it be in the truck or the Xfinity series or whatever, um, Kyle Busch rises to the occasion, right? And or uh, that driver seems to be rising to the occasion, and it's almost like they've won twice, right? Yeah. They won the race, and they beat the they beat the big bag monster in Kyle Busch, and um, well, I, you know. I think this weekend kind of even showed the the, the swing towards Kyle Busch. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zach's a Chevy fan. I know that, um, but I mean. When he won on Sunday, you didn't hear booze. You didn't hear people like chanting anything like negative. It was it was cheers. It was support. Um, I feel like last season really changed a lot of people's opinion of Kyle Busch. Um, I think a lot of people, myself included, thought he was an obnoxious little brat back in the day, uh, a little whiny baby sometimes. Uh, but I think last year. Uh, especially, especially the struggles that him and his wife have had with with trying to have another kid, which now they have their, their little baby girl. Um, I think that kind of more it opened up the thought of humanity with him. Like you kind of just thought he was this this person you see on TV, this this figure that's not a real person. So you kind of just grew to dislike him, almost like a like a like a wrestling persona. Um, but in reality, like he's he's human. His wife's human. His his kid, you know, it's a little kid. You you don't want to really have too many negative thoughts about it. So I feel like overall last season really kind of changed the tide of how people look at him. Yeah. I, I really think, you know, I've, I've been a fan of Kyle Bush from, from the start pretty much for him. Um, I, my dad was a Kurt Bush fan. And so I grew up a, a fan of Kurt and Kyle Bush. And then I've always kind of liked the edgy nature, right? Um, I've always been someone who in general wants to be a fan of the teams and the drivers that no one's really quite frankly a fan of it honestly the guys that they dislike is even better um so kyle's always had my respect in that nature and he's he's wonderful right um 
and and then Ryan we should just show his comment. Like winning less helps, but like you know this board has changed for the better because of Kyle Bush, right? Like he he is uh, like Dale Jr. and that he's invested in the sport in so many ways, just like Denny Hamlin, right? These three are are what I would consider to be and, and Justin Marks is in this conversation, right? The the banner holders for the sport in the future. Oh, yeah. You've got one of the truck series in Kyle Bush. You've got one in the Xfinity series in Dale Jr. You got two in the Cup series in Marks and Hamlin and Brad Keselowski's there. I I am someone who is thrilled to see driver owners and you know I loved Carl Edwards, right? Like you can see the thing behind me, but Carl Edwards, you know, retired and disappeared, left, um, vanished. <laughs> You know, and we find out he's running for political office in Missouri, but we know where Kyle Bush is gonna be when he retires and hangs it up. We know where Denny Hamlin's gonna be. Gonna be right here at the track at, you know, around the sport. Um I mean he's already so, got a contract for Brexton to run for Childress later on in life. Right, so, exactly. I mean he's so. he's gonna be at the track, whether it's working on the team or cheering for his son, he'll be there. Yeah, owning it, driving, whatever, probably both somewhat. But uh Let's go ahead and get into a little race review officially, Dan. We've danced around it a little bit, but let's go ahead and dive in. Um, play the neat little graphic here. You know. There we go. Anyways, so I want to go ahead and start by talking about the Xfinity Series race first. Oh, no, I did it twice. I thought... <laughs> By clicking hide, it would go okay. Now Dan's <laughs> beautiful face is back. Don't tell Justin. Anyways, so I, I want to go ahead and dive into the Xfinity Series race first, even though it technically came second. Uh, first off, shouts out to you, Dan, and all the Florida natives. Uh, John Hunter put the Nemechek bow tie, if you will, on the on the on Auto Club. Of course, Joe, his father, won the first pole at Auto Club, and. Uh, the last lap ran on the two-mile oval was completed by a Nima check. John Hunter won the Xfinity Series race for Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, Dan, let's go ahead and talk about John Hunter first, and then we'll dive into some of the other players afterwards. I mean, what 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 can't we say about the guy? I mean, he he had a great race all day long. Um, I mean, those last couple of restarts, he, he proved that he was able to, you know, maintain that aggressiveness. Um, I, I, I don't feel like at the beginning of the race he had the, the car to beat. Um, I feel like him and the crew chief and the team worked in that car a little bit throughout the first stage and in, into the second stage. But once the second stage hit, I mean, I feel like it was pretty much going to be either him or Sammy Smith. Unfortunately, Sammy Smith did have a little bit of an incident and kind of got spun around a little bit there towards the end of the race. So he had to go to the back of the pack for a restart. But I mean, Nemechek was, was to, to me, in my opinion, the class of the field from the, the middle of stage two all the way to the finish of the race. Yeah, and uh, Fox is really trying their best to sell it as to not the JGR show. But they J Joe Gibbs has really, quite frankly, since Tony Stewart won there in 2008 uh, in the Xfinity Series, has, has dominated this track at this level. Harrison Burton got his first Xfinity Series win here. Um so it's not surprising to see that John Hunter jumps into victory lane here at all, I don't think. Um, and that Sammy Smith was fantastic. And even like Joe Graff, 
Uh, I mean, never was it really in the top 10 unless it was a pit cycle, but was not a mess. Yeah. So kudos to Joe Graff, right? Uh, he's uh, Riley Herbst is Riley Herbst to me. <laughs> but I will say, uh, you know, Fox is really trying to sell the Justin Allgaier and JRM cars, and, and they were good. They were very good. They weren't that good uh, in comparison. And then Cole Custer, I thought, was another class class of the field driver. But really, it seemed like after he got that, after winning stage two, he had a bad pit stop and was kind of in on the outside of the top 10 and really couldn't get it going forward too much and then had the accident with Austin Dillon. And that was that, right? Like, yeah, I feel like once he got back in the pack, uh, I don't know if his car didn't handle right or what, but it just once once he wasn't out in clean air, he really couldn't move forward very well. I have to assume it's because he lost the lead, you know. And but also like the way that the John Hunter and Sammy Smith were able to to dominate the the stage three of this race and and kind of run away with it um, makes me believe that that even if Cole Custer had been up front, I don't think he would have won. No, yeah, right? no. I, I, I think the, the best car driver won for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was they were pulling moves with each other. I think Justin Algar was there as well. I mean, they they were racy, all three of those cars. And, I mean, they, they're just yeah. left and right. I mean, it, it, it kind of made me think of Talladega Nights with the slingshot and gauge and just yeah. whipping around each other on the bottom. Whipping um, around each no, other, taking all that debris off. The, I mean, it was, it was great racing. Yeah, I mean, and that was one thing. The track was really dirty. Like, I feel like – that's not something we're used to at Auto Club, but there was no. A lot of but I have to imagine it's because they just have the Cup race. They really so some people probably went yet. home, so they really didn't have time to clean it. And it's cold, and it's probably windy out there. Of course, the cars are generating like a breeze around, you know, the bottom part of the seating bowl and stuff. So yeah. I have to imagine it's that. I don't think it's. I don't think it was like a typical issue. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and dive into the Cup Series race. Uh, this one, Dan. <laughs> I, I tell you what, like a like a wonderful ex girlfriend, they're always gonna make us Miss Fontana uh, or ex boyfriend for you, Dan. But they're gonna make us Miss Fontana oh so dearly, and uh, a great race. I don't even know how else to describe it, right? Uh, no, I mean from start to finish, it was it was definitely entertaining. Um, I, I know me, you usually the, there'll be like a little lull somewhere along the middle of the of the race oh i don't know about that papa bell i don't know about that <laughs> uh he put this uh, he put this comment earlier but it was uh, after we just stopped discussing scott bush so i was ready uh, to put this one out here for for all I the mean, i i definitely agree with the with the admiration and respect i don't think he'll get that um just because he's not an earnhardt and that's just how the fans are in general unfortunately um but uh, Okay, I, I could see him getting more wins than, than Junior. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, I don't know, I'll man. Agree. Junior won like 20 races in the A car, he didn't win a lot in the 88. <laughs> he didn't win a lot in the 88, no. Um, but I mean, I, I think I think Kyle Bush has still got a few years left. Um, uh, I think with this race this weekend, I mean, I feel like he definitely showed that he's gonna be a contender all season. Um, that he his driving didn't fall off, that it was more of just a, a I feel like it was more of a situation of circumstance. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I think it was a great race. Um, I did not have Kyle Busch winning this race uh, in stage one. Um, he was not somebody that I'd picked for, 
for any of my fantasy league stuff. Um, but it, it was it was exciting. It was fun. Um, I was I was impressed with Trackhouse having both of their cars up front for for a good bit. Um, both of the Legacy Motorsports or Motor Club t- cars were up in the top 10, 15 for a bit. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he was that good, Ryan. I don't I don't think he was, but I don't even oh. think he was the best Penske car in the race. He might have been the best Penske car in the race. I, I don't I, I don't know. I I, uh, I feel like uh, Blaney and uh, and Cindric might have had a little better car to begin with, but that's just me. Uh, but no, it was a good race. Uh, what was your What was your thoughts on it, Zach? Oh man, like I said, fantastic race. Like here's the thing. You know, I was never really a big proponent of Fontana, and I've had as a Denny Hamlin fan a very mixed and tangled history with this racetrack. Right? Uh, I'll never forget when Joey Logano wrecked Denny Hamlin and broke his back. I'm refraining from saying something inappropriate on the air, but you know, it is what it is, right? But I'll, I'll, uh, it was a great race. Um, you know, I this is a really bad weekend for the narratives of, of uh, my my preseason predictions, right? Uh, RCR did in fact win a race, uh, and one of them did indeed make the playoffs. And Trackhouse looked very good, very very good. There are about five or six guys that look like they could have. Won this race at maybe seven guys at various points. Okay, right? And uh, definitely one of the seven guys won. That's for sure. Um, and it, I don't know, man. The more that, like, gets revealed about this Kyle Bush JGR situation, like, the muddier and muddier it gets. Um, like, the more and more neutral I feel about it in a way, you know? Right? Like, yeah. <sighs> Like I know a lot of people are like, oh, Joe, Joe didn't want him there. The more I hear about it, the more I'm like, Joe did want him there. Um, but it just seemed like the, the relationship had run its course and and the efforts, no matter how strong they were on either side to make it work, just weren't enough, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's okay sometimes, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I, I feel like amateur amicably as as they could is, is basically what happened um right they, they were both still cordial with each other i don't i don't think there's a ton of hard feelings um, i don't think I, so either it came I, across very tense uh on the on the show the the race the race whatever race, race no uh the usa network show that they did oh yeah, yeah 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 race for the championship or whatever yeah. they came across very dramatic there and, and i guess you know as we were living through it last year very dramatic, but really, like, I just think this was, you know, a guy in Kyle Bush who asked for too much money and uh, that wasn't obtainable without like a, a big sponsor like Mars. You know, and I know Denny Hamlin said that on his podcast. It's they wanted him back. Like, there's no doubt that they wanted Kyle Bush to stay on that team, but it just ended up not happening. And that's it is what it is, right? But. Let's talk about the guy who won stage one and stage two. Uh, the watermelon king himself, Ross Chastain. Yeah, we know. We know how I feel about Ross Crash Chain. It's okay. But uh, I don't you know, have a listen. favorite driver, but if I did, it's that guy. I do have a favorite driver, and it's the opposite of that guy. Um, but he's so I good try he's not... got to have two number ones. <laughs> yeah, Denny Hamlin's so good he's got to have two. Yeah, exactly. All the, all the wins, <laughs> right? But uh, – I'll, you know, I, I try to take Ross Chastain as unbiased 
of a view as I can. And, and dang it, he looks really good out there today. Um, seemed to be picking up right where he left off last season, you know, uh, maybe even better than last season, right? He had a really rough start to the year last year, picking up where they left off in the championship round. A great, great day. Uh, second play or third place on both stages. What, uh, what do you think about him, Dan? How do you feel about track house as a whole with Suarez I, and fourth? I mean, I feel like it was a great day. I mean, they both, like you said, uh, Reddit or um, Chastain won both stage one and two. Um, Suarez was top, I think top five or six in both stages. Um, I know, Over I know, game I know at pit road top, speeding penalty. I know he's in top 10 for, for both stages. Um, he did get a pit road penalty. So did Kyle um, Bush, by the way, too. Yeah, maybe, was, maybe was, that, maybe was that was the, the winning formula, right? Like maybe if uh, Denny Hamlin had reverted back to his old ways and spent on pit road, maybe he yeah. would have won the race. Uh, I mean, I know there was a, there was a couple penalties on, on pit road for speeding, uh, both exiting and entering. Um, Somebody had a tire come off. I don't remember who that was off the top of my head who had a tire come off on the backstretch. Um, but I mean, there was, there was some definitely pet penalties, but yeah, I mean, track house as a whole, I feel like um, Justin Marks is not going to let this team take a step back. I, I feel like he's, he's too into this. He's too in tone with the sport. Um, and I feel like he's just going to push this team. Um, I feel like, It'll probably be a three-car team in the next two years, if not four. Um, I, I don't, I don't see him just holding, holding pace at two cars. Um, I see him building it and building it quick. Um, maybe buying out another owner. I don't know. Um, but I mean, there was there was a lot of cars that I didn't expect to see up front this early in the season. Um, obviously, with Stenhouse winning at Daytona, that was a bit of a shocker. But I mean, just in, the, I mean, the top ten finishers. I mean, really, Suarez and Chastain were the only finishers besides Brad, Kasla- Brad Keselowski. I mean, and he was up front for a good part of the race, too. I think he finished second mm-hmm. in stage two um, and was competitive for a good part of the race as well. Um, like I said earlier, the most legacy MC cars were up front. Uh, Trackhouse guys work well together and look good, but I think they're quite not they're quite at the level of RCR and the boys at Hendrick yet. Uh, I could agree with that, Zach. Um, I do think that um, RCR and Hendrick, maybe not hard CR as much as Hendrick. Our, Hendrick works really well together. Um, it's like a well-oiled machine over there. You really can't um, get a link out of place over there. But RCR with Kyle Busch coming in new. I know him and Austin Dillon do get along well. Um, but I just I don't know if they're going to work as well right away. I mean, obviously so far it looks looks like it, but um, I was really surprised. I guess overall with, with with Team Chevy, I mean, really didn't have a car that didn't have a good finish other than um, Fast Lane, which that BJ McLeod rarely finishes top twenty five anyways. Um, but uh, no, I mean, Colleg was was racy with AJ Allmendinger. Uh, like I said, Legacy uh, Motor Club. Pretty much all the Chevy teams at one point in time were in the top ten. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll shout out Denny Hamlin. I mean, obviously I have to, but I mean, I mean, really, like he's seen he's seen leaps and leaps and bounds ahead of the other Toyotas, which is a bit of a red flag for the other Toyotas. But uh, Denny Hamlin said on his podcast, "If I'm not the best Toyota, ten out of thirty six races of the year, then I've got to then I'm not meeting my personal standards, no matter how good the equipment is." 
Um, and so here's a here's a Sunday where Denny Hamlin went out and just beat his teammates flat out. He was the best one there. And really, he should have been a top five car. He had gotten into the wall I think like three or four times in the final, like five laps yeah. of the race. I mean, I was on board with him, watching him try to race with Harvick and Suarez and Keselowski. And man, uh, there is one other driver I want to shout out. It's Corey LaJoy. He had a top 15 day all day yesterday. Uh, a fantastic job for the old Spire Motorsports. You know, uh, this might have been, honestly, this might have been like the best overall race day in Spire Motorsports history. I know Outside they won Super Speedway for sure, for sure. Yeah, I know they. I know that they uh, won that race in 2019. That was range shortened, but really, like that was Kurt Busch's race to lose, and he choked it away with that pit call. Um, and, I was at that race, by the way. Yeah, and you know exactly what I'm talking. Yeah, exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I mean, fantastic at Atlanta last year in the fall, of course, but it or in the in the summer. But I mean, really, like for like a true racetrack on a true race day, uh, this only rivals Corey LaJoy's runs at Darlington and, and Bristol in his career. Um, so maybe that maybe that's a sign that Corey really is pretty good because he runs well on old worn out equipment. But well, I, I just know, wanted to I just um, wanted to shout out Spire real quick before we move on. There were one of the other Cup drivers. I don't remember who it was. I feel like it was one of the younger guys. Uh, Elliot Blaney, one of those guys. I don't remember off the top of my head who exactly it was, but they were talking about just you know what this actually shows of Corey LaJoy and how he's able to get the best out of his equipment every every week. But it just because the equipment's not up to par with Hendrick and um mm -hmm. Toyota and everybody else, that you know he's doing what he can, but at this race specifically really showed his talent and his ability to really you know compete at a higher level. I think it was Denny Hamlin who said that because he just talked about I don't know I don't know if you listen to Denny Hamlin's podcast or not but he was I talking yet, about no. it uh, maybe it's somebody else then but uh, yeah always mad respect for Corey LaJoy you know Zach said it here but uh, we we're saying my own name but anyway so <laughs> Denny Hamlin was saying you know here's the thing Corey Corey matches whatever the team's asking him to do for that car for that week for that weekend. If it's a hold it back, don't wreck it, you know, and don't be last, then Corey will come home 27th. Bring it home in one piece. That's the main thing. Not, yep. But sometimes it's, hey, man, win or die trying, and he wins or dies trying like he did in Atlanta. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, Corey, like I said, really answers the, the, the bell to whatever Spire is asking of him quite nicely. But uh, with that being said, Dan, I hear a certain bell ringing off in the distance here. Oh, man. For and those who is... don't know, you can go to runningonscuff.com to see all of the finishing results from the weekend as well uh, from, from uh, Auto Club Speedway. So if, if you haven't checked it out yet, be sure to do so. But sorry, yes. go ahead. Continue. No, I forgot to. I'm a terrible host of the show. <laughs> this is why Justin does the hosting and I just do the, the <laughs> commentary. But it is time to get scuffed up, folks. Dan looks scared. This is my first real scuffed up opportunity, sir. I know and we don't have we don't have an actual judge on air with us, so we're just gonna have to go by votes. And I know you have Ryan on your side and Papa Bell on your side. Hopefully, I get uh, Zach Papa Bell on my is probably side. easily swayed, but easily swayed. Um, we will. 
but we'll see how this goes. We're going to leave this right here in the middle of... Actually, we're going to save this first, but... Sorry, graphics are not my thing, man. <laughs> but anyways, so today's topic, uh, this this is a driver we've talked about a lot, and he's been in Scuffed Up before, but it's kind of on brand for this guy to be in Scuffed Up. It is, does Kyle Busch make RCR a championship competitor? Like Championship threat, Dan. Um, with that being said, I will be the gentleman. And I will let you go first. All right, sir. And I will go ahead and put you on the clock for (laughs) three minutes. Oh, okay. So um, I I think that, yes, Kyle Busch joining RCR makes this team even more of a championship contender. Um, Obviously, both cars last year, the the three and the eight, both made the playoffs with wins. are they a perennial favorites? No, but I do think that they were capable of a deep playoff run, uh, top eight, possibly a top four if they got lucky. But I think adding Kyle Busch to the team, not just as a driver, he brings so much more than just his driving skill and talent. Um, the man is a motivator. He makes everyone want to do better than what they already are and push themselves to improve every week. Um, I mean, the eight car, yes, Tyler Reddick had a couple wins in it last year. He's a great driver. He's talented. But Kyle Busch is a whole nother – he's in the competition, the, the, the conversation for GOAT. He is not just a subpar or above average driver. No, he is one of the greatest, if not the most talented driver to step foot in a NASCAR race car. Um I personally think that Kyle Busch will win at least one championship before he retires with RCR. Um, will it be this year? I don't know, but I, I definitely think day one when he stepped foot in that in that shop and started working with the team, he elevated that team to make it even more competitive than what it already was. Austin Dillon's already running better than he did last year. Granted, it's only the second race of the season, so we have a lot to see. But I do feel long run, yes, this makes them even more of a championship contender. I yield the rest of my time. Zach, what say you? Dan, uh, I'll say it, it was a fair. You guys made some valid points here. But uh, before I boot you off the screen, I, I leave you this question to think about for your rebuttal, okay? Um, what is a championship contender? Like how... Like define define championship contender, okay? okay. Right, and then and, and say bye to all your adoring fans. But I answer this question with something nice and simple, folks. A championship contender has to be a round of eight appearance, okay? There is no doubt in my mind. Kyle Busch is a fringe round of eight driver right now. I mean, I know he's good, but the equipment, man, like. It's good, but it's not great, right? He's been over, uh, you know, Hendrick Motorsports is obviously at the top of the Chevrolet like, total pole. So he's and at best, the fifth best car every week. Uh, those track house boys look mighty competitive on Sunday. So he's fighting for somewhere between fifth and eighth best car. Maybe, maybe you can bump him up to like third. I mean, Elliot looked really strong at the end on Sunday. Kyle Larson, if he didn't have the the engine issues early on, I think would have been 
a major player here come here at the end of this race. But nevertheless, Kyle Busch, I mean, he, he did. Uh, he, he, he is a threat in that he will make the playoffs and he will not be an easy out like he was last year. But I will say, I don't think he makes them like I don't. I don't know how much he more he elevates them than elevates them than Tyler Reddick did. You know, I just I don't see this team making the championship four. And I, you can talk me into a champion like a round of eight appearance, but like I don't see them being like a very competitive round of eight guy. You know, so I I don't really think that's a championship contender. You know, like if you go into Martinsville in a must win situation. To me, you are not a championship contender in its true form. Uh, you know, like that's Chase Briscoe last year, right? Like Chase Briscoe was by definition a championship contender, but he was not able to make it in on points really at all. So that is someone who I would say is not a championship contender. But let's see, we have a comment here. Uh, all right, you know, Dan, I'm just going to add you back now so we can go ahead and finish up this rebuttal here, Dan. To your to your question, I I feel like a legit championship contender, especially in the current format, you have to have you have to have consistent stage wins. Um, maybe not. Thank you, Zach. I, I appreciate that, sir. That that agreeance there. Um, but I, I feel like you have to have consistent stage. Maybe not wins, but at least be like top five in most of the stages throughout the season. Um, multiple wins. I, I I feel like minimum of three really kind of sets you as a as a true contender for the championship. Do I think Kyle Bush can do that? Absolutely. Do I think RCR has the ability? They haven't really shown it much, but they haven't had a driver of Kyle Bush's caliber. Like Austin Dillon, yes, he'll win races. But he's Pop Pop's grandson. That's the only reason he's really in that car. If Pop Pop didn't own the team, Austin probably would have been gone a couple seasons ago. That's just that's just the facts, in my opinion. Um, so if you had Kyle Bush and Tyler Reddick, oh, absolutely. This would have been championship contender from day one. But I do I do think Austin Dillon um brings enough competitiveness and enough information as far as to be able to, to talk and improve the cars that yes. Kyle Bush will be a championship contender. Not sure if it's gonna be championship four. I feel like yes, it can make it, but definitely I think it's gonna he's gonna make it to the round of eight. Yeah. You know, I'll raise this other question, this red flag here, and we will we will let the, the viewers comment on who won and we'll we'll calculate it, you know, maybe 24 hours after the stream ends. So we have our people who listen to the podcast and stuff later on, which by the way, you should absolutely listen to us twice. Uh, we're available everywhere. Everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. as well as all of your 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 audio podcast places. Spotify, yep. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Samsung Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. The list goes on. You can find us anywhere and everywhere. We're like Visa. Yeah. Anyway, so here's the thing. Uh, he's looked great at The Clash, right? He, he was uh, in the old format, you know, pre-green-white checkered format, Daytona 500 champion. Uh, and he obviously won this weekend. My, 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 my concern, Dan, is these are three tracks that are not really relevant to the championship story, you know. I mean, uh, to sure, Talladega shows up at the playoffs. 
Um, obviously, there's nothing like the the Coliseum, right? And, and really, there's nothing like Auto Club. I mean, Michigan is a two mile track, but it is not a worn out, bumpy surface. And the only worn out, bumpy surfaces left are are, are Homestead and Darlington, really, right? But yeah. Darlington is like a, a like a two lane track at most, right? So it doesn't offer nearly the variations in lane that that Auto Club does. And Homestead, while being multi lane, I mean that's probably the big, the best comparison you're going to get. But it is so it is significantly higher banked in the corners and everything. So and really, like Homestead's more about rocking the top, and 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 Auto Club's more about options, but. I just I don't see like these tracks as like translatable performances to a championship run, you know. Um, not to say it can't happen or it won't happen, right? But I mean, like I said, folks. I mean, like it's it, to me this really like like really depends on like your definition of championship contender, right? And I think a lot of it is is comes down to like how competitive are you in the playoffs, and where your wins come from. Like where are they at, and what do they tell about your season? Like if Ricky Stenhouse went out and won the the Spring Talladega race, right? I, I don't think any of us are walking away like, oh, Ricky Stenhouse is a championship threat, you know? Really, right? I mean, no. Um, so it really is about like wh- like who who you are. And where you win at that matters, you know. And every year, you know, you can come up with a different narrative or reason why someone can win. But I, I rest my case, and that he does not make them an immediate contender, because while he elevates RCR, he does not meet my personal definition of a championship contender yet. He can have fun finishing tenth place in points. But Dan. It is time to get into our race preview. We've got uh, a fantastic weekend in Las Vegas coming up. Uh, you know, lots of sure, lots of cheesy gambling puns from everybody over at Fox, right? <laughs> Why is this not working? It won't be a crap Man, shoot. Kudos to Justin. I know. <laughs> No, it I don't won't know be how a crap shoot, but that's why I don't host. Well, I, I've never hosted before either, uh, besides Dipstick Space, but we didn't really do the whole graphic thing very much. Uh, yeah. we actually, you know, of course we have graphics made by Peyton, some made by Peyton Lore, some made by Justin. Um, so you know, if you got them, use them. Right. Justin and I go. didn't have them before, but here we go. Race preview. Before we, <coughs> excuse me. Before we get too far into race preview, uh, Hot Mess Express. There we go. Sorry. Anyways, before we get too far into the race preview, I do want to shout out Daft Stats. They'll be up later on this week on the website www.runonscuffs.com. You should check that out. Right. Uh, obviously, Mike Daphner's not here with us either. Still in the middle of his move. Um, but Dan, uh, our fantasy league too, right? I mean, we're in a bunch, me and you personally. We are both yeah. Florida men. I'm a Florida man by choice. You're a Florida <laughs> man by 
by birth force yeah. by force but um no but. so for those who have not joined yet i know um zach williams in the comments he's he's joined i'm not sure if ryan's in it or not but we do have a fantasy league on nascar fantasy live look up running on scuff spelled just like that right there um if not there's also links in my facebook my twitter um if you can't find it message me i'll send it to you um last week's winner was jordan vlatch i believe is his name uh who's also an affiliate for florida man in our other league there zach um but yeah Congratulations, Jordan. Um, he's also the current points leader for the season because it is a season-long competition. Um, but uh, if you haven't joined, go ahead and join. Uh, it's a little bit different than most fantasy leagues. You pick five dri- or six drivers total. You keep one in the garage. You can switch them up to the end of stage two. Thankfully, I had Kyle Larson, and I switched him out after stage or before stage two, so I didn't get those terrible points of his. Um, so I did have a decent week overall, but uh, did not beat jordan vlatch it is what it is dan <laughs> so uh i can tell you in that league i did have kyle larson and i had to play kyle larson because i also chose christopher bell oh zach is uh, not having a great year in fantasy uh but that's why i live in the reality right that's right but uh let's go ahead and dive into these picks dan um we don't know who won the debate, so we can't really go that way first. Do you you you've already mentioned two of your three picks, if I remember hearing correctly. So why don't you go ahead and give us your picks? Since it's just me and you, if you'd like to go into some detail on your picks, feel free to go off, King. Um personally, you can't go against the hometown favorite. So Kyle Bush, I, I gotta plus I mean, come on, Kyle Bush and trucks, it's a no-brainer. You you can't pick against the king of the truck series, in my opinion. Um, Xfinity, I don't think he's going to get it done. I think he will have a great race. Um, I just don't think colleague racing is capable of winning every week, week in and week out. Um, I think they're, you know, they're great at the super speedways. They've, they've shown that their teamwork, although the past couple seasons hasn't gone as well. Um, but I, I, I feel personally, Xfinity is going to go to a JRM car. Um, if I had to pick um, Josh Berry, he, he's, he's, he seems to have um, figured out this Xfinity car pretty quickly. Uh, I know he's a he's an old man for a a inexperienced Xfinity driver, um, but I think he, he's going to uh, definitely have. A leg up on the competition there. I, I, I just feel like overall that that's a track that um, really fits his style and his uh, his ability. Uh, and then in, in Cup again, you can't you can't go against the hometown favorite, especially. Um, uh, <laughs> Ryan's comment. Well, I, I, I'm not going to agree with you in Cup. Sorry, there, Ryan. But uh, in, in Cup series, I got Kyle Busch again going back to back. Um, not quite sweeping the weekend with with not winning Xfinity, but um, hey, two out of three ain't bad. You know what? I uh, I I uh, I'll go ahead and give my picks now, and I actually think Kyle Busch shoots the offer this weekend. I am, uh, yeah, man. Um, mm. Be all the shocked you want to be. 
But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that one. I just, I have a weird feeling here about this one. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take Grant Enfinger to win the Truck Series race. He's usually done quite solid. Uh, he had that race for like CR9 Motorsports a couple years ago, back like yeah. 2021. What? What's his face? The CEO of Marcus Lemonis was throwing money to everybody, like lowball money, but everybody turned Camping World schemes, and so they all did in the Truck Series. He had a top ten run most of that night uh, in the Camping World Extravaganza. So now in a much better truck, I'm going to take Grant Enfinger here. I, I think that Kyle Busch uh, is becoming a little too hot after his win at Las Vegas or at, uh, at Fontana, and he gets put in check. Excuse me, man. Zach's agree with me on that one. They can agree with you. That's fine. <laughs> I'll be right by myself. And uh, in the Xfinity series, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take a, a JRM car as well. But I'm gonna take Sam Mayer. This guy's inching closer and closer to victory lane. He, uh, of course, got you know wrecked on the backstretch at Daytona while racing for the win. He was third or fourth last night, I believe, third or fourth. At Auto Club, yeah, we record on Monday, so Sunday night at Auto Club. Um, so I would imagine that you know this is kind of due time. This is the track that JRM dominated last year, right? Yeah. Uh, Josh Berry's won like two of the last three there, I believe. You have both of the last two fall races. Ty Gibbs won in the spring, so I, I think that. Uh, I think we see another young gun getting it done in Sam Mayer, and finally he goes to victory. Excuse me. In the Cup Series, um, I think we're going to see a lot of the same guys that were that are fast in the at at Fontana be fast at Las Vegas, just because you're really, I mean, you're really not going back to the shop. So a lot of kind of what you've done for the West Coast scene is already set in, and usually if you hit it at Auto Club, you hit it at all three. Um, and, and to me, this driver, although he did not win at Las Vegas last year, uh, he did look the best out of everyone. Thank you, Zach. You can see Sam Mayer getting on. Look, it's not like I'm out here pulling some some you know random stuff. Like I'm not like, oh, Jeffrey Earnhardt for the win. You know, no shades of Jeffrey Earnhardt, but <laughs> here's... Another comment as well from Ryan. But I'm taking uh, this painful, but the guy who I thought ran the best year all last season in the Cup Series, top five, both races, the watermelon made himself, Ross Chastain. Uh, I, I think, I guess, here's the thing, right? When I made my predictions, folks, I, I really, to me, the RCR and track, and track house were really had one of two options, okay? They were either gonna like build on the things they've built on last year because both teams had a pretty good 2022 with the next gen, and either last year was a fluke or last year was legit. Um, so far, they've proven to be legit. Um, and and uh, yeah, man, Chastain was Chastain was was, a, was top five. A lot of the spring race was right there, right there competing with Logano. <laughs> That's a comment after your own heart, there, Zach. No, it's not. <laughs> Zach is not after my own heart. Oh man, listen, I'll tell you what. 
I uh, I don't know what I would do for Riley Herbst one. I don't know. I might pull uh, a Mike Daphner and move myself and be away <laughs> from the show. Like I just here's the thing. I I feel like people think I I don't dislike Riley Herbst. Like he seems like a nice ish guy, right? I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, he's not my favorite guy, but I mean, you know, I mean, he's not like a terrible person, I'm sure. But like, come on, man! Like, are you telling me he belongs in like that '98 Xfinity car? Like, oh man, he didn't belong place... in the '15 Cup car, but he was there. There's a place for Riley Herbst in NASCAR somewhere. Like, he can drive a car in like Arca, right? And like, just be a rich Arca kid. And that that can be the line. But like, come on, man! Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too caught up in a tizzy with Riley Herbst. But yeah, so. To reconfirm my picks, I'm taking Grant Infinger, I'm taking Sam Mayer, and I'm taking a one Ross Chastain. Um, maybe we can convince old Mike Daphner and Justin to, to put their comments out on the social medias for everybody else to rip them to shreds. Because, listen, Dan and I are right because we are the ones that showed up and recorded the episode. That's right. Anyway, so... You got the deaf leading the blind, and I'm not sure which one's deaf or blind. Actually, <laughs> if you think about it, I'm both deaf and blind because I'm like inching up further and further because I'm not wearing my glasses to because uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not blind blind, but I'm not uh, visually uh, advanced, I'd say. <laughs> but I can listen. I can I can spot. I can spot a good I can spot a good race car without my glasses on, that's for sure. Yeah, but me. anyways, Dan, it is time we go ahead and wind it down and make sure you know, of course, every you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at run on scuffs. And of course, check out our website with all of our fantastic work up there. I know Dan did a lot of no Dan did some off season content that, you know, as we're getting new whoa in new into the year. Um, it'll be ready for us. And I know, uh, you know, I had an article about John and Dreddy. As, as the year gets going on, we're going to have more and more great stuff. Um, but Dan, I leave it to you to go ahead and give a sign off. Steal any part of Justin's or anybody else's you want, just not mine. Just not yours. All right. So, no, no mine's, mine's my own. It's like the Chick fil A sauce. <laughs> you can't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just want to say, as always, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we always love seeing you, you support us and uh, the comments in the section. I, I have to I have to give it to Ryan Hill. Uh, I don't think he's missed a minute of an episode at all. Um, every time I'm on here, I see him popping up, commenting. I know I think he's watched more of the shows than I have, and I have watched every one of them. So, um, but uh, no, thank thank you, like always, for for tuning in and watching us and, and checking us out. Um, like that said, check out the website, check out the socials. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, also, my Twitter uh, name is also down. Well, down here usually. Um, it is down there. We can get yeah, it here. You, uh, you can follow me on there. Uh, don't forget to play NASCAR Fantasy Live if you haven't already. Sign up, join the league, uh, and we'll we'll see who can duke it out to the end of the season. Um, but uh, I always want to. Say thank you, and uh, we'll see you next week. Zach, I turn it over to you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, another week for me to eat crow. I'm sure this is what all of you crazy scuff heads are all about, right? I don't know if that's a – we should really should name our our audience and our fans. Well, for you know? the scuffs, they got to be something. 
I mean, Scuffheads ain't bad. Yeah, I, I can do with that. Uh, we, I mean, listen, Justin has given us the total keys to the company, right? So That's we can right. do whatever we want. Uh, what Justin doesn't know won't hurt him. Yeah. It's not like this is recorded or live on Facebook or yeah. YouTube or Instagram. But what? The Scuffies, Thomas Cox commenting with the Scuffies. I like it. Yeah, uh, there we go, Thomas. Awards, though, Don't we give out the Scuffies, the Scuffy Awards? Yeah, that is the awards. But those are those are you know he spelled it differently. That is true. What if we did it like with a Z and said like Scuffies S C U F F I E Z like it's like a tribute to me because we know we're all fans of me. We'll we'll give it a week. You guys comment down at the bottom. Give us your thoughts on what we should call our fans. You guys, the ones tuning in every week, supporting us. Um, what what do you want us to call you guys? We're yeah, maybe. So we get we you know we 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 need something for our fans. Yeah, maybe we can get Justin to make it into some merch, you know, if you guys the push scuffers. hard enough. The scuffers. The scuffers. What, yeah, the scuffers and the scuffettes, maybe like scuffers are our male listeners and the scuffettes are our female listeners. There we go, yeah. But no, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get you guys comments and we'll we'll see. Um, like if you like someone else's suggestion. Um, hard it, do whatever reaction emoji you prefer. A scuffhead sounds super metal. Yeah, pretty much. It, that could be a, that could be a new rock band. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just depends on the image you guys want, right? We've already made our own, I guess. So, but anyways, with that being said, of course, I want to shout out my parents for uh, supporting my NASCAR addiction. Of course, Dan referenced it. Papa Bell did make a cameo in the comments section. Uh, probably went to sleep by now. It's the FedEx. The grind he lives is one that's for not for the weak. I like the scuffers too. I like this too. Y'all start messaging Justin on the old Facebook and be like, we want scuffers merch. Merch, 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 merch. Right. Send him your bank accounts and proof you have money. I'm kidding. Please don't do that. <laughs> but uh, shouts out to my parents for supporting my NASCAR addiction. Uh, it's off to the side here, but there are plenty of diecasts that they or I have financially invested in. And, um, you know, uh, shouts out to them for making all of this happen every week. And, you know, really, when I talk about my parents, I really talk about from the start, right? Like uh, promoting NASCAR within our household after I found it, taking me to the racetrack, making sure that we paid for all the most ridiculous cable channel, cable packages to have NASCAR, you know, and back when we had the direct TV days. But um, shouts out to our parents and shouts out to all of you, right? Um, you know, it was a it was a different episode, which is the old Dan and I. But you know, if you like it better, also tell Justin you like it better, and Justin can see himself off the show. Yeah, you know, A and B well, conversations. Every everything's ebb and flow, so you know, if you guys prefer just you know just the two of us, yeah, we can make that happen. You know, if if we you unfortunately do like Zach and Justin that's and Mike and myself, all of four of us on there, that's fine too. But you know, it's. If you we if you want the you show guys, without me though, if you want the show without me though, you've got real problems. We're we're in it. We're 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 packed. Dan and I are must. It's either Dan and I, and we can add people in, or yes. or just or the Dan show just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, for it's real. It's either us or nothing. <laughs> uh, ironically, I'm the only person now who's shooting 100 percent attendance for the show. I believe. Yeah. Um. So, look at me, the one who shows up. Oh, Papa Bell's still awake. He says the Dan and sure. Zach show. Thumbs up. He likes it. Uh, Dad, in, actually, uh, 
dad actually dan and i are best more of like a uh saturday night in the snl time slot <laughs> yeah on the back marker cable network of your choosing that lets you say and think whatever you want that's right i mean the sweet, the sweet life of zach and danny I oh mean, my goodness. now you're bringing Disney into this, Zach. I, you oh know, my I'm goodness. <laughs> Listen, if I lived in a hotel, in the Tipton Hotel, mm. it would be painted NASCAR blue. I, I Like I, this wall behind me. I, I have no problem with it. But uh, anyways, we've spent enough time. Uh, check us out again on, on the socials. We will take this comment down so you can see Dan's, I believe. And mine is at... Z R B E L L 98 on all of them, wherever you want to find me, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Obviously, you guys know my Facebook. It's sharing stuff from front on scuffs. Um, and and my Snapchat. If for some reason you want to message me there, however you feel like you need to contact me, it's fine. I DMs as clean or as dirty as you prefer. Is what I saying. prefer mine to look like I prefer mine to look like uh the slide job that old Kyle Larson used Ooh. on on uh, Kyle Bush in the 2018 Chicago land race. <laughs> slide job! Slide job! Slide job! In his redneck and Dale Jr. as the way you can. <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening, it's slide S-L-I-D-E-J-A-W-B winky face emoji at Z-R-B-E-L-L 98. <laughs> this is what happens when Dan and Zach go after hours. That's right. That's right. This, this is, is only this a preview. Is, Running on scuffs after dark, folks. So I know we've talked about it getting it going on Saturday. So hopefully we can get it going this Saturday, possibly. We can do some streaming. You know, Justin will probably be hosting. Um, unless you guys choose us, then I'll host. Yeah, hey, but uh, you know, you hear all my unfiltered thoughts about Dan, Justin, Mike, and Riley Herbst all in one place. Uh, promise you, I do like Riley Herbst more than one of those three people I just mentioned. Tune in to find out. Other than that, folks, have a great night. And we will see you all in the next one. Peace.